0: Let's take a little time and talk now About the state that we are living in mm. Political, spiritual, maybe some life. While you are listening to Phyllis Faber yeah.
1: Pastor Jonathan Mason, and I want to welcome you back into the pastor's office this afternoon. I'm I'm going to be very transparent with you, as I always am. Uh, I'm up here today because of my commitment to you, but today we are actually celebrating Seven years of pastor and people here at the Northeast Baptist Church in the Frankfurt section of Philadelphia, uh, and I'm so excited. We had a wonderful service. Can I tell you who our guest preacher was? Our, our guest preacher is somebody you actually hear here on Philly's Favorite Every Saturday at 9 o'clock in the morning, our guest preacher was the pastor of the Church of Christian Compassion, uh, the Reverend W. Lonnie Herndon, and he did an awesome job, and we want to thank him, and he's actually downstairs right now eating some of the food in the fellowship hall, so I'm going to have to get back to him, but, but I had to come and talk to you today because you know how much I enjoy being with you. I want to encourage you to tune in next week. I'm going to be talking to you about a very personal issue uh, that I'm dealing with. And I want you to hear about it because we've got to learn how to tackle issues of systemic racism that are gripping our communities. And (laughs) you know what? You just need to tune in next week because you need to hear what's going on and what has transpired. And as long as people have been fighting, for equality for all races and all genders uh, and all nationalities uh, in, in this country. Uh, racism is still prevalent. It's still here. Uh, and the sad part about it is that a lot of it is baked into institutions. Baked in. Baked in. And, and a lot of times you can't legislate what's baked into people's minds and perceptions. Uh, So we're going to talk about that next week, and and I want you to tune in because it's going to be an episode that's very personal uh, to me. But listen, speaking of the continuing fight for the equality uh, of all races, one thing I'm excited about is that as a community, we have really gone the distance to try to bring more attention to the black liberation movement here in the United States of America. Uh, and one of the one of the organizations that has led that charge and that really was a voice for the community during the civil rights movement was the black panther party now i talk to you all the time about the fact that i am a member of the greatest fraternity in all the land, the greatest Greek letter organization in all the land, Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated, founded in 1914 on the campus of Howard University. I could go on and on, but that's not what we're here for today. But one of the members of our organization that we hold in high regard and with a great deal of prominence and respects uh, is none other than Huey P. Newton. He was a member of Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated. Uh, And he worked with a gentleman by the name of Fred Hampton. Now, if you had the opportunity last year to watch the movie based on Fred Hampton's life, uh, and if you haven't, let let me just say something to you. If you haven't had a chance to see the movie, I really want you to take an opportunity to do that now. The name of the movie is Judas and the Black Messiah. Go to HBO. If you've got the streaming service, look it up. Carve out a couple of hours, watch the movie. I promise you it will be a movie that you will always remember and go back to. The life of Fred Hampton uh, was an amazing life. Uh, it was a life that made a difference in this country, in the lives of people. And unfortunately and sadly, uh, Fred Hampton was murdered. And I said it, he was murdered. Uh, He was murdered by the Chicago PD, who were egged on by the FBI. And, well, isn't it amazing that all of those that stand up for us in many respects, uh, they end up becoming martyrs? Well, in my mind, Fred Hampton's an American hero. Uh, And I'm happy, I'm excited today to welcome his son, his legacy, uh, into the pastor's office in the person of... Fred Hampton Jr. Uh, and we're going to talk today about Fred Hampton's home that was declared a historic landmark. Fred Hampton Jr., I know I talked a long time, but come on into the pastor's office. Well, right pastor, good to be good. I'm honored and humbled to be
2: here. Powerful introduction Uh, and also uh, powerful information that you laid out for us. So, again, I'm honored and humbled to be here.
1: Listen, man, we are excited to have you here. And first, before we even talk about the House, you're continuing on your father's legacy in more ways uh, than just getting the House designated as a landmark. Talk to us about your relationship with the Black Panther Party. Let me
2: premise with this. It's it's a tough tough act to follow. I'm honored to be the uh, international chairman Black Panther Party Cubs, you know, Black Panther Party Cubs. And one of our mantras is that uh, we are the great grandchildren of Garvey, offspring of Malcolm and the Cubs and Panthers. Ironically, we, we, we have this discussion right here today, acknowledge the birthday of the late great Malcolm X. That's
1: right.
2: This is important to point out because in many many cases we struggle people take a, a reactionary assessment. In other words, they, they say this is the first time they, they see this. the first time that we've been under attack and the first time that we have a need to fight back. Uh, but the reality is that we come from a long lineage of attacks, a long lineage of resistance. We say the Black Panther Party Cubs, people that term Cubs, they may say, they, well, does uh, that they, they mean they're young? But the youth no, no. the deal is we respect that, that long, again, that lineage. We, and we say uh, we don't, as opposed to walking in their footsteps, we intend to walk in the Panther of steps of uh, one of the most revolutionary organizations in North America. In fact, the world has witnessed, that being the Black Panther Party, which is an international revolutionary organization. Was, um, started uh, birthplace being Oakland, California, October fifteenth, 1966, uh, Minister of Defense, U.P. Newton, and Chairman Bobby Seale. The largest chapter to be that of State of Illinois under the, the leadership of Deputy Chairman Fred Hampton. And we don't want romanticize revolution. In other words, we don't just look at it and say, well, we, you know, like some people say, well, they want to be a plumber because their father was a plumber. Or they want to go to some particular school because their, their mother went there. The reality is that we, us, we're faced with the same contradictions, ranging from political prisoners to miseducation in the colonial schools. The we don't care health care. And we say it will be less than civilized. If we don't, again, feel the battle to continue to fight for uh, that, that present
1: entity of self, self-determination. As I shared, Huey P. Newton was a member of my fraternity, and, and, and I remember when our fraternity uh, celebrated 100 years in uh, 2014, I was the international president. We actually had Bobby Seale come in as one of our guest speakers, uh, and I can tell you that uh, he had some great stories about your father, Uh, about his tenacity uh, and about his commitment to the movement. And it's good to hear in your opening statement that that commitment runs through the bloodline and that you're in the fight still because, uh, man, I— Our people still need folks fighting for them. There's still a lot going on out there in this society. And one thing that irks the heck out of me, and I just got to be real with it, is when some of our people get their own, leave the community, and act like they're no longer a part of the community or forget that there's others left in the community that don't need a handout but still need a hand up. So the reason we're having you on today is because we just, in the month of May, uh, got the wonderful news that the Hampton House has been designated as an historic landmark. Uh, and this was a project that you and Fred Hampton's mother had been working on. Uh, talk to us a little bit about the project.
2: Yes, indeed. It's been, it's been a tough task. It's been um, Audrey's work t- taken on. my A1 from day one, my mother, Comrade Akua and Jerry, Formerly known as Deborah Johnson, as who's also the widow of Chairman Fred. long battles in regards to not only this campaign but uh, so many other campaigns. I've been fortunate, you know, saying to have comrades and colleagues ranging from you know the people on the streets, you know, continue to put the word out to those who have come to uh, the Hampton House. Uh, let me, in fact, let me give a little background. Yes, I, uh, let me give the background. This is the childhood home of Chairman Fred Hampton. We uh our position is that it's bigger than the building, more significant than the structure. The house in which he grew up in, in Maywood, Illinois, right up right up the west side of Chicago. This is that uh house right across the street from the elementary school that he attended, Urban Elementary School. In fact some of the war stories, if you will, that uh, we people have talked about uh, one lady who went to elementary school with him talked about how they were twelve years old and he had acknowledged the contribution that in places like Melrose, Melrose Park, where white white children went, they had swimming pool facilities, and black children didn't have swimming pool facilities. And now he had challenged that at twelve years old. He took like some branches and uh, cardboard to make post uh, protest posters and placards. And the police police had threw tear gas out out of him when they were protesting. And at twelve years old, she said she she vividly remembers him taking a tear gas canister, throwing it back inside the police station. Hmm. This is the home in which. At the age of 13 years old, he had to the junior NAACP from about seven to 300 members in the seven-and-a-half-month time period. This is the same home in which the federal government had called for a wiretap to be placed on the telephone with my grandparents. And the Washington, D.C. Bureau of the federal government thought it was a technical error. It's a typo. They said, it's no way possible he can be 14, 13, 14 years old. This is the same home in which right on the, on the, the corner— like walking distance, living on a, on his block, 804 South 17th Avenue, when Chairman Farrell was given the trumped-up charge, in which the government said that supposedly supposed to $71 worth of ice cream from a good ice cream truck and, truck and gave it to the children. In his defense, he said, even though the government made me they lied on me they may me have to be a thief, they may me have to be a Robin Hood type of thief, they still showed the two days of a panther given to the people. This is the same home in which... Down the street, uh, attended attended high school, Proviso East High School, in which when a young black lady had won the homecoming queen, she was uh, the, the administration said it, it, it couldn't happen. They, they attempted to give it straight to, to a young white lady, and he challenged that. And the concession that came from the state was, this was when the administration was that they would give it to both of them. And ironically, this is I can't forgive me for not recalling her name. but This is the former wife of Bob Johnson, uh, CEO BT, and. These this is some of the history, you know what I'm saying, that the work the, the impact of Chairman Fred and the impact of this house. And since I, since we've been there, the Black Panther Party Cubs, we have we had to do a lot of damage control. Uh we think it was strategic. There and this there was an attempt to turn us literally to a dope house, a dope den. And similar to like uh salt in the earth when Napoleon had shot the nose of the Sphinx of the twenty one gun salute in Egypt and Africa. And this is a, we, we, we challenged that. We said, no, there's no way possible the chairman for his legacy would be sullied with, with, you know, with, with such an attack. And we, uh, we, we stayed in the House no, no water, no heat, you name it. We've had you know people from, from all walks of life, you know what I'm saying, from people coming and donating their paint their painting skills to young children coming through donating cases of water to um, our, our brother Tony, a Khalid, Khalid Mohammed, you know what I'm saying, the, the legal expertise. Coming in and you know we, we like literally under the wire, you know, what I'm saying pushing like fighting against the gangsters and banksters about you know maintaining the, the house of Chairman Fred, and which we, um, we we were successful in pulling up. and we still have a lot of work to do, a lot of work to do. So we moved this past April nineteenth, we got the historical landmark status. We, as we speak, we still have to do a lot of um, infrastructure work, plumbing, electrical work, you know, you name it. Right. And uh we definitely get people to come on, and, you know, say whatever support they can, eight oh four South Seventeenth Avenue, Maywood, Illinois. We, we say the Hampton House. In fact we call it the Save and Maintain the Hampton House. The work is ongoing.
1: So you're listening to Phillies favor one hundred point seven FM and ninety nine point Five HD3. We're here in the pastor's office and we're talking to Fred Hampton, Jr., uh, son of the legendary Black Panther, Fred Hampton. Uh, we're talking about the fact that his childhood home uh, has been now designated as a National Historic Landmark. And let's, let's kind of talk a little bit about what your future plans are for the house. You finally were able to get the house designated. Again, I say congratulations on that. What that does is now now protect the home. The home is now protected for future generations. But talk to us about what your vision is going forward for the House. Vision is, is,
2: is ongoing as, as, as we speak. We, many of our folks, we want to, as the old axioms goes, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Much of the work that um, the Chamber of and the Black Panther Party engaged in, much of the work that I and the Black Panther Party Cubs engage in, we continue in it. On many occasions, we have our weekly radio program, free of on Radio. We have a literally live from the Hampton House. We have the uh, Community refrigerator, which is right in front of the Hampton House. This is right in the, a location that was designated as a food desert. People can come get actual nutrition, get the nutritional needs met right there at the house, 804 South 17th Avenue. We have the Triple C's, Children, Community, and Clubs. Done in the, spirit of the Black Panther Party New uh, Black Panther Party uh, Free Breakfast Program. So we you know, we continue those programs. We um, have we had a, just came up the heels a phenomenal Mother's Day event that we do annually right there at the the House. We are gearing up for our upcoming Father's Day event, which we was you know we will start up with our giving out you know gift bags to the fathers and mobilizing for um, our trek um, down to the Tombstone, of Chamber of Prayer, which is buried in Hainesville, Louisiana. So uh, again, this is some of the work that we are going and we say. This the Hampton House is not only a museum, but a, a, community, a community resource center. We during the infamous what was referred to as a vortex, like other thing was broke historical records how cold it became in Chicago. We turned the Hampton House into a, a warming center. So we we move on a, on a political pivot. So essentially meet, meet the needs and desires of the people. So whatever needs and desires people that they're going to get that history as well as you see, we're, going to, we're going to serve the
1: people. I love the concept of the community refrigerator. Uh, we're actually looking to do that right here in uh, the Frankfurt section of Philadelphia where the station is located. H- how has that program worked for you? I- I- I'm sure you're blessing a lot of people with that. I wish I was right there in Hampden House. Um, I did an interview a few days ago
2: and I came out at night. It was about 11, 12 at night. And I let the people themselves tell you about the impact that it's had. I'm down here in Louisiana about to do as I uh, speak shortly. But the people, I can't put in words the impact and how it, uh, it is, you know, sustain people and uh, we serve the people in a way that they're able to maintain not only their, their, um, their physical needs, but also maintain their dignity. And, and, and I, I, I'm amazed,
1: just, I mean, just the widespread impact that the community refrigerator has and continues to do with regards to serving people. Outstanding. Outstanding. Well, listen, uh, I really want to thank you uh, for joining us today. Uh, and it would I would be remiss if I did not ask you to provide us with some social media tags, website information. Uh, I'm sure you wouldn't mind if our listeners provided some donations. We want to know how we can continue to support this worthy effort. Well, I don't appreciate some, uh, Brother Pastor. Definitely, um,
2: people can support. They can go to Cash App, dollar sign, Save the Hampton House. Cash App, dollar sign, Save the Hampton House. We also have the website, Save the Hampton House, and there's a donate button right there. Save the Hampton House on the the website. And they can reach us on phone directly, error code 773-256-9451. Tune into our radio show. The broadcast we do every Wednesday called Freedom All Radio, Keep updated with the working campaigns
1: that have the House is engaging in consistently. Outstanding. Sir, I want to thank you. Thank you for continuing the legacy. Thank you for continuing to be there for our people and our community. Uh, and any time that we can be of assistance to you, uh, the pastor's office in Philly's favor, 100.7 and 99.5 HD3, we're right here for you. But I want to also say to our listeners— You've got the information, you've got the social media tags, you've got the Cash App, you've got all of that information. Go make a donation. We want this Hampton House to be there in Chicago, uh, to be there to support the legacy and to continue to educate folk that, you know what, uh, we've got to all still stand up and be a blessing to our community. If you're not giving back, you're not giving anything. Fred Hampton Jr., thank you so much for coming in the pastor's office today. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Right God bless on. you.